you know, it, you sit here sometimes and you, and you, I do this often as, as I prepare things of, for Chris and I to talk about on Unscripted. And I think about, and um, I'm going to highlight on some of these guys uh, on this episode about some really stupid things or dumb things from the wacky and wonderful world of sports as I welcome you to this 360th episode of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. Mike Jansen, Chris Fluke with you. Um, you know, this is the time again. I said this in just the previous episode about this is the time of the year to kind of experiment with things because once this free agent frenzy period is over in the National Hockey League and the NBA, well, you know, the big names, it won't be over until they actually go to training camp. But once the big names uh, find where they're going to be playing next season in their respective sport, you've got to be a little creative sometimes in, in regard to, especially when you're like me and you, there are certain things you just won't talk about. But I've been sitting here thinking, you know, the big news, especially here in Canada lately, has been. Kawhi Leonard and where is Kawhi Leonard gonna show up is it gonna be LA is he coming back to Toronto is it the Lakers or the Clippers or well this guy used to play in Toronto and uh, I I think he was being asked about uh, what it was like playing in Toronto um, and now he's back in the states this is Lou Williams he was just awarded last week in the NBA NBA season ending awards which Giannis rightfully won the MV, NBA's MVP, congratulations, 70, 78 out of 101 first place votes for the Greek freak, congratulations. Um, but Lou Williams was named uh, sixth man of the year for the third time in his career, second time with the Clippers, the first time he was a member of the Toronto Raptors when he uh, won the sixth man of the year award, had a great season for the, for the uh, Raptors that season. Um, but he was asked, and I think this is obviously was in reference to the big decision that Kawhi Leonard has coming up anytime after June the 30th. And of course, just to remind folks, and for whatever reason, why they do this, I don't know. But they say you can start negotiating on June 6th, but you can't legalize it or finalize it until July. Excuse me, you can start on June the 30th, but you can't finalize until July the 6th. What the hell is that all about? I have no idea. I'd give somebody a a grace period in case they change their mind. I don't know. But Lou Williams um, was asked about playing in Toronto. And Lou says, and I quote, it's like playing overseas. You love playing in Toronto, the whole country, but then after four or five months, you just want to go home. Here's a big one here. This shows the real, real depth of Lou Williams. He goes on to say, your TV stations are different and going through customs all the time is a pain in the ass as well, end quote. Well, geez, Lou, you're getting compensated really well. I think you should probably just say it was a great experience and uh, I learned a lot from it and leave it at that. I mean, how many guys, again, I use this analogy all the time, but how many guys would give a testicle to have a job on an NBA roster? And this guy's complaining about the television stations and going through customs. Never talked about, they, they must have paid him every week. 
<laughs> well, CBC original programming screws us one more time. <laughs> Another national embarrassment for the half-assed shit we see on Canada's national public broadcaster. That's great. Lou Williams. I didn't even know he was still around, to be honest with you. <laughs> Good job. I thought he'd win like 11th man of the year. Like he's just like... Oh, he's a contributing member. I mean, obviously. He, yeah, well, he, he must be good yeah, for him. I I but, haven't... Uh, I Man, when you said that... And it's funny because when you say Lou Williams, I immediately think six man of the year. I really do. Like good, when I yeah. hear that, when I hear that name. Right. And uh, I just hadn't really paid enough attention this year. I just assumed he was, he was gone. But uh, well, I guess he's... Back in the States, watching he's all He's won the, it two yeah. years in a row now for the Clippers. Yeah, well, hey, good for him. No, I know he's a good player. I, I, I guess he doesn't maybe, uh, you know, go backpacking across Europe that much if he's <laughs> if he can't handle a slightly different... It's like ESPN. Uh, no, now it's TSN. Man, this is hard. And they only cut back to Bristol, Connecticut one time. I missed those. Guys. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you child? Anyway, good. I, I, sorry. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> on winning six man of the year lou williams <laughs> okay now in the other uh, category of dumb things stupid things i think the guy that uh was behind this needs to probably look at a life sentence for being stupid okay it was about three weeks ago i think it was red sox legend hall of famer david ortiz knocked in some big runs for the Boston Red Sox in his, what is it, I think it was 12 or 13 year career in Beantown, doesn't matter, Hall of Famer, uh, but he's down in the Dominican, in his native, the Dominican Republic, hanging out in the, in the electric district of Santo Domingo, and, uh, and I think it was Santo Domingo, how the hell do I know, um, but the police, in, and he gets shot, okay? David Ortiz gets shot. He goes to a Dominican hospital. They do six hours of emergency surgery. The Red Sox sends the Cal send the cavalry down, take him to Massachusetts General, take him to the big leagues of hospitals, and uh, they save him from his internal injuries. But they have been trying. I don't know how many people already have been arrested trying to find the guy that actually pulled the trigger or was the quote-unquote, and I use this term extremely lightly, mastermind <laughs> this is really stupid i can't believe this this you know this makes people look like they walk around in the dominican republic with getting knuckles bruised everywhere from being just stupid just knuckle dragon stupid how can you not tell what david ortiz looks like he's on television now in retirement and he's Fox broadcasting career, he's on television now as much as he was when he was with the Red Sox. But this guy named Victor Hugo Gomez ordered the killing of his cousin, Sixto David Fernandez, not Ortiz. The guy that he ordered, the guy that he hired to order his cousin, kill his cousin, murder his cousin, <laughs> X out his cousin, ice him out, he shot the wrong guy. He shot David Ortiz, and he was supposed to shoot this cousin named Sixto David Fernandez. And instead, David Ortiz, Hall of Famer, very recognizable, I would think, around the world. And here he is in the Dominican Republic. And this guy can't tell the difference between Sixto David Fernandez and David Ortiz. <laughs>
That's what you get when you pay a guy 400,000 pesos to commit a murder. And he failed at the murder, too, which is even... He failed at the murder, he too. Fa- he got the wrong guy and failed. Uh... <laughs> so, Sixto David Fernandez, if you haven't figured it out, get the hell out of town. Because somebody is out looking for you. Wow. Well, Dr. Stephen Hawking must be glad he's dead right now, because <laughs> or else he'd be at risk of getting confused for somebody else by this guy. Anyway, that's unbelievable. Uh, Big Poppy is uh, fairly... <laughs> Uh, interesting. He's a pretty recognizable guy. If you've, how many, like, how big is this other guy? Is this other guy like as big as David Ortiz? I'd wonder, like the other guy who yeah. was supposed to be the target of this, right? I don't know. Sixto but... David Fernandez. Oh man, you still hear about this stuff here. Well, you know what? They they did a study that uh, I think actually our buddy Jordan Peterson talked about this, or my buddy anyway, and uh, he talked about uh, some studies where fifty percent of people that who are murdered are uh, are drunk when they're murdered, and 50% of the people who kill them are drunk themselves when they commit the murder. And, really? And something like 50% of people are killed by relatives. So the best chance you have of dying is going drinking with your relatives, <laughs> basically. So, so 50% of the people that get shot are uh, have been drinking or liquored up. So I basically, if you take like all the murderers, right. half of them were drunk when they committed and the murder. the people that shot them, pulled the trigger, they're drunk yeah, too. Yeah, like half the victims were drunk and half of the perpetrators were drunk Got as well. It. And half the people who kill you are your relatives. So don't go drinking with your relatives. It sounds like a Trailer Park Boys thing. <laughs> it really does, I know. But anyway. I love the Trailer Park Boys, so by the way. Hmm. But when you start seeing stuff like this, like it's still happening. It still seems like, it's still kind of third world shit it sounds like but i guess maybe it happens here a lot but yeah i'm gonna hire you to kill my brother like come on you're not what is this, a 70s movie go fuck yourself like try and move forward with the rest of us the trailer park boys never really helped the personification and the perception of a trailer park they ne- i love that show <laughs> bubbles and the guy with the drink all the time julian julian i remember the first time i saw that Thank God I taped it. And I had to watch it a couple times because the things they were saying, and this was the 1990-something, I had just come to Canada, and they don't allow that kind of, at that time, they they didn't allow that kind of uh, colorful expletives on American television. Had no problem watching somebody get their head blown off, but they couldn't swear about it. Um, But I was just shocked. This guy has a permanent rum and coke in his right hand. Permanent. Hair stays perfect. One guy's driving down. Ricky's driving down the street in a car that has no doors. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy that runs the trailer park is an absolute alcoholic. Mr. Leahy. Mr. Leahy. And his little sidekick is this little guy that comes out looking like he's pregnant with his big gut in front but no shirt on. Randy. Randy. In a public forum. While he's at his place of business or at his place of employment, Randy runs around without a shirt on. The, all their hairs look like they went to Elvis's uh, home barber. But funny show. Some people don't get it. I get that. Oh, yeah. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. My wife would not watch the Trailer no. Park Boy. No. No, yeah, a lot of brill cream being uh, used at the uh, tra- oh my god. Sunnyvale Trailer Park. Oh my called. god! But and these women that 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 hung around, Darlene, I think, or what? I don't know what the hell her name. 
Christmas. Every every trailer park's got a Darlene. <laughs> every trailer park's got a Darlene. I, and a Trixie. Oh, for sure. The, the funny thing... For was sure. That the actor who played um, uh, Mr. Leahy recently passed away. I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But he it's funny because he was actually a theater legend. Like he Really? Was, oh, yeah. Like he was, he was one of those guys where they're playing the exact opposite of themselves, essentially. Dude, you got to... Everybody was playing opposite of what their normal character was in that show. I don't see many people that run around that would act like that on a normal basis. Now, maybe I haven't seen that part of the world, but I've been around the world a couple of times. I have never seen a trailer park, a subdivision, any kind of living area that's run like that. Guys running around in cars with outdoors on them. I mean... <laughs> oh, it's just a disaster. <laughs> oh my God, it's a disaster. Also, do you know that they now have uh, the animated series just came out? No. Trailer park animated, yeah. Oh God, I gotta see yeah. that. Yeah, that's I what they've... That. When guys get old now, they start doing like... I watched all of Corner Gas... Which and they are, went animated. And they went animated now, too. Like, yeah. like the mom died in real life, so they got a, a new person to voice her. But, yeah, so now they're doing that with Trailer Park Boys. Actually, Trailer Park Boys, you know, it ended like 10 years ago, River, but then they did make one more season a couple right. of years ago, right. which I never watched. My buddy, who's a huge fan, said it wasn't as good, but whatever. Oh, that show was was Oh, my cr- God. was crazy. I saw a preview for the movie, and I never watched it, or one of their movies anyway. But like they're driving side by side. Mr. Leahy's driving in a convertible, and, and Ricky is in the passenger seat of a van driving beside him. And, and Ricky's pissing out the window, and it's like hitting him in the face. And it's like, what the hell? They just do anything. But I, I like I like Rickyisms because Ricky's so stupid, but he he gets words wrong all the time because he doesn't know what anything means, basically. And so he's like, you know, he'd say, like, uh, you know, someone's explaining to him how like drug prices work when you're dealing drugs and on the street and stuff and he's like yeah i know supply and command <laughs> yeah or like <laughs> or, you know he'd go buy doritos you know and and you know it has the english and the french so it would say like it, it'd say zesty cheese or then but then french is like cheese like mordant or whatever and so he'd be like yeah i'm gonna get some zesty mordant like he, he had no idea like yeah i oh i love zesty mordant and I mean, they're, they're sitting around, him, him and someone else were looking at ladybugs. And the other guy is like, yeah, I wonder which ones are the ladies. And Ricky says, they're all ladies. That's why they're called ladybugs, you fucking idiot. Like, you you know. know, they used to say, back in the Aykroyd-Belushi days, Jane Curtin, yeah. uh, Gilda Radner, the original cast of Saturday Night Live, that everybody on that cast on Saturday Night was high on something except for Bill Murray and there was one other Andrea one. Martin maybe I don't I know think somebody didn't. there was a there, I know for sure it was Bill Murray but there was also a female cast member um, that they were the only ones that weren't I think Andrea Martin I'm not uh, yeah sure. and most of it was Coke I think correct yeah correct can you imagine what they had to have been and 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 maybe they are unbelievable actors but the way they pulled it off on the Trailer Park Boys you got to believe that there were some party favors being passed around on the set of that show i don't know i wouldn't know and i'm not saying that there was but they're they're that good of actor or <laughs> because um it was believable like it, it was really shockingly was. believable well, like, that's what i'm saying you believe, I mean, yeah only when you're in that stratosphere of being drunk or high would you decide to go into a liquor store and rob it i mean and and, and these guys just <laughs> I, I, some people don't get it. I get it. 
But uh, I sure did, and I sure enjoyed it. Because I don't think, I think his name was John Dunsworth off the top of my head, but Mr. Leahy, I think, I, like, I don't think he was ever drunk while he was performing. And I remember there was a famous story about a guy, this is, we're talking about like in the 1950s or 60s, there was some actor who was legitimately an alcoholic in real life. And then he got cast as an alcoholic in a show or a movie, and he couldn't do it. Hmm. So he had to sober up to play a drunk guy. Oh my God. Is what he found. He couldn't play an alcoholic while he was actually an alcoholic for some reason. He couldn't do it. Whoa. So he found that he had to sober up and to play the drunk guy. Funny you say that. Um, this is way before your time, but one of the most famous characters on those old Dean Martin roasts mm-hmm. was Foster Brooks. Oh, I've watched Well, I know the, you have, yeah. but I mean, again, before... I, before I was born, yeah, but... Foster Brooks was a guy that came on later at life. He finally found stardom at 59 years old. And he... Dean Martin, he, Dean Martin brought him onto these roasts, but the fun, he played an unbelievable, as you know, he played an unbelievable drunk. But the thing about it is, stone sober. Oh, for sure, he was. I don't know. I, I uh, something about his drunk guy, like he he really laid it on thick. I'm not saying well, he did a bad job, but like the he drunk really... guy that he did at the Don Nichols Don, Don Rickles, Rickles roast mm-hmm. was the some of the funniest television I have seen to this day. Um, just. He had me pee in my pants, and uh, so I don't know. I that's the best part about unscripted. We just go wherever the hell we want to. As I say hi and welcome you to this three hundred and sixtieth episode of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. But hold on, yeah. But how how many guys, honestly? And I know you've seen a bar or two in your time. No, <laughs> they have bars and churches. No, <laughs> that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many guys have you seen who got drunk in exactly the same way? As, as Foster Brooks. Now, and maybe there's a lot. I just, I don't know if I've ever really seen anyone who got a drunk exactly like that, where he's like, and he'd like hold, he'd hold the word and then, well, you know, that. Obviously like, it's rehearsed. I mean, I, and, I know, and, but and he's, he's good at what he does. But you think he's imitating something. But for me, I think part of the problem for me was just, I've seen lots of drunk people in my time. Sure. I don't think I've ever seen anyone who was drunk exactly like that. Now, and now what do you think? Um... I understand where you're coming from. Um, I grew up with a couple of alcoholics in the family that uh, could get more entertaining as the night got longer, and um, they could keep it going. I don't know to that precision of a, of a, of a Foster Brooks for sure, but uh, like would hold the word long and then the hiccup every time. Oh, uh, well, you know, I've I've seen a couple uncles back in the day that were heavy heavy drinkers that. Uh, would make your and they weren't even trying. They were just <laughs> they were just their normal selves, especially yeah. on holidays. Yeah. You know, um where I'm from, Wisconsin, as you know, big drinking state, every booze in your booze cabinet and every beer in your refrigerator could have been produced at one time from the state of Wisconsin. Hard hard or beer, you know, hard or soft, if you will. Don't go for that. Don't 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 go anywhere with that, please. Please don't go anywhere with that. Yeah. But there are some people that have a problem with drinking in the state of Wisconsin and and uh uh similar to here when you're under nine seemingly nine months of winter and and uh you always got together as a family on holidays and a lot of times it became a drunk fest. There were a couple uncles that uh that uh, were certainly um they weren't putting on a show. They weren't trying. They were just 
but they never, I don't remember seeing them get sick or get, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe they waited for that for later, but to the point of Foster Brooks, I don't know, but, uh, I've had, I've been in attendance of a few good shows. Let me tell you from well, drunken uncles for drinking. When it comes to drinking around your family, that's something I haven't really done much of. I, that like drinking for me is something you do when you're away from the family because that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Oh, it is. The, oh my God, it is. And and not even I haven't oh. even I don't even really have any bad stories about it. But the only time I really did kind of I, mean, I wasn't even drinking around them, but I was at the lake. We we spent all our summers at the at Madge Lake, Saskatchewan, and I went out with my buddy and uh, we went to this party and. I was free pouring Captain Morgan spiced rum all night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I get drunk, I'm still very good at paying attention and being conscientious and everything. The one thing that's different that I can't do as well is if I free pour, it's bad. Like, I mean, I was at a club in Los Angeles with a bunch of guys and a guy who ended up being an alcoholic. I poured a drink for him just trying to make it normal. And he's like, okay, I can't like, that's too much. That's in too intense. And I was drinking it like, oh yeah, this is like water. And it was, and I got messed up there too. But anyway, at, for the lake story, and I've, I don't think I've ever had Captain Morgan since, by the way, and this was mm -hmm. 2002. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was so hung over the next day, I was basically laying dead on the couch and my grandpa kept walking by, want some rum? <laughs> and then half an hour later he walked by want some rum he thought it was the funniest thing ever so i mean that's the worst story i've got for drinking around family uh but oh, no, i no. mean no i know there's really bad stories like why would you drink around your family oh i don't know <laughs> self-abuse um terrible. cry for help yeah. um Yikes. some of the most uh, uh fireworks without it being fourth of july <laughs> happened at Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays after dinner and the booze start flowing. And and it starts during the day, and then you have wine at dinner, and then all of a sudden it turns into a free-for-all. And, uh, oh, there are some things said and some hurt feelings. That's for damn sure. I, and to answer your question why, still don't know the reason. Um, but, you know, alcohol does some things, and people get off their chest. And you know when you know you're not, you know, driving anywhere, you know you're not going anywhere, uh, people that probably, and that's the thing about holidays, people that usually don't get lit up, that's their time to get lit up mm -hmm. and they're not used to it. And that's what, that's what starts it out of nowhere. We can have uncle X and uncle Y that hate each other, but as long as they're separated, we're not going to have issue. But then all of a sudden over here, aunt B who never drinks, all of a sudden has got four brandy Manhattan old fashions in her. And all of a sudden she's ready to become a talk show host. And then all of a sudden, it's just bring it on. <laughs> what I wanted to get to before we got off the point here, and that okay, that's the beauty part of unscripted is talking about the Lou Williams comments about Toronto, but more specifically about the guys in the Dominican Republic that screwed up the shooting of David Ortiz. It was supposed to originally be for a guy named Sixto David Fernandez, and unfortunately, he doesn't know what David Ortiz looks like, and he shoots David Ortiz instead. Supposedly, the number I heard was that the the the, uh, the job or the contract was for four hundred thousand pesos. Now I don't know how I'll much that's up. worth. I want to know. As I joke about it, it's about nine dollars and fifty two cents in U.S. currency, and I'm joking. Again, I'm joking. But what I wanted to talk about really as a precursor was what are some of the dumber things that you've heard or witnessed from the wonderful and wacky world of sports? And you know, something that really comes to my mind right off the bat from current events would have to be 
J.R. Smith, my buddy, in game six of last year's game, excuse me, it was game one of last year's uh, NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors and the and the Cleveland Cavaliers, where Cleveland has a chance to steal game one in Oracle Arena, and uh, J.R. Smith gets the ball and doesn't know what to do with it with about five seconds left. His time runs out. And uh, ultimately, the game goes to overtime, and guess what? Golden State wins, and guess what? Golden State goes on to sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers in what would be LeBron James's last four games in Cleveland. I think J.R. Smith is one of the dumber people in sports. And uh, before you tell me how much 400,000 pesos is worth, you got something that you can recall from the wonderful and wacky world of sports that it's just dumb as you know what. Well, the dumbest thing I saw this week was that LeBron James wants J.R. Smith to come to the Lakers. Get out. I couldn't make that up if I tried. No, you couldn't. Everyone was just like, what? What? Why? (laughs) One of the most famous pictures in sports of the last few years is you making a crazy face, LeBron, and shaking your hands and like, what the fuck are you doing, J.R. Smith? And now you want him in the Lakers. Well, you know, that's what's going to have to happen. If this triumphant happens, let's say... They've already got, obviously, they got LBG. Now they've got Anthony Davis. If they get a third member, along with Kyle Kuzma, he was the one guy that wasn't involved in the, in the trade with New Orleans. They, they, they keep Kuzma. You're going to have to fill the roster, the roster. I mean, right now, they've got like four players on their own, three, whatever it is. Right now on the Lakers roster, basically you've got LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma. Everyone else has been traded. There was a bunch of them that got traded the other day to Washington to create more cap space. So you're going to have to bring, if you get a third superstar to take that last $32 million of cap space that the Lakers have created, you're going to have to get a bunch of ham and eggers on your roster because that's all you're going to be able to afford. After you're paying LeBron James, Anthony Davis, who incidentally waived his $4 million uh, trade bonus to create as part of that creation of $32 million in cap space to go after a big guy, a a Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I still keep hearing Kyrie Irving. You've heard all the names, but I can't imagine. There are going to have to be some real ham and eggers because you can't go into a season with only four players on your roster. You have to have at least 12 guys dressed and available for each and every NBA game, I be you're going to have to bring in Ham and Eggers like J.R. Smith that are going to play for four hundred thousand pesos. That's what you're going to have to have to not you know exceed this, the the salary cap. Okay, well to answer your question, another dumb thing I saw besides LeBron wanting J.R. Smith again. Did you see? I don't know if you saw this NBA trade. I couldn't believe that this is even allowed, really. But so the Indiana Pacers and the Phoenix Suns made a trade recently. Did you see this trade? No, I did you remember it? No. Okay. Uh, it was just it was just a couple weeks ago. Around the right or, or might have even been the day of the draft. But uh let's find it here. I've got it here. I'm gonna bring it up. Because this is this shouldn't be allowed to happen. Okay. So the Indiana Pacers acquired TJ Warren, uh by all accounts a pretty talented player. Okay. So the Pacers acquired TJ Warren and the number thirty two pick from the Suns. Okay. In exchange for take a guess. Cash. Yes. That's it. Just cash. See, I, I, I think that, well, and but hey, listen, Milwaukee was doing the same thing. Milwaukee sent Tony Snell to, I don't know where the hell they sent him. Doesn't matter. They sent him somewhere. Um, where did they send Tony Snell to? Uh, I don't remember. 
But to, to create cap space, they sent Tony Snell to some guy, and what they got back was nothing. But I mean, if you if you're trading like a player for a pick in cash, or if you're trading a good pick for a player in cash, that I can kind of see. But a good player and a good draft pick for just cash that that shouldn't be allowed. Well, that's no, ridiculous. It was, it was the Bucks traded Tony Snell to Detroit for. John Luer, who's got one year remaining on his contract, and what they're trying to do is create cap sure. space, and they take Tony Snell's $12 million off of their cap sheet for next year. That's the reason there, but at least you're trying, you're trading a viable body. When you're just trading for cash, I think, uh, no, I, I have a problem with and, that. And you should have to throw a physical asset into the deal. Yeah, even if it's some some Even if it's a bag, yeah. of, a bag of hockey pucks, the biggest hammer that there is out there, the biggest, uh, you know, uh, dust collector on the bench. I think you still have to send a physical asset. I don't know why. It's the old school in me, but just sending a check or receiving a check, I think that's. I don't think that's right. But if you're a shitty team like the Suns, you shouldn't be giving up a, a draft pick. No. I mean, there you only there's only two rounds in the NBA draft every year. I mean, you, you think can't though that, give up that that may signify that the Suns may think that they're going to be players in this upcoming uh, free agent frenzy? Well, maybe right now. Now, for a two things, Robert Sarver, the the uh, owner of the of the Suns, is an idiot. That's been confirmed. Um, he couldn't work with Steve Kerr. Let Steve Kerr as his general manager go, and Steve Kerr goes up the coast to uh, San Francisco, and you know what he's done with the Warriors. Um, Robert Sarver will overpay somebody, so maybe he he will pay somebody. But right now, is Phoenix an, an attractive place to play? They were, weren't they not the worst team in the league last well, year? Well, I mean, it's a an attractive place to live potentially. Sure. Tax free, you know, no state income tax. Great weather. Great weather. Shitty team. And you and maybe you don't get recognized as much. There's yeah. you know everyone's too relaxed <laughs> and old to to bother you too much at the grocery store. You know, <laughs> just just stay out of the uh, you know. The fake and bake that is Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. So, um, so but so the, yeah that that was. That was pretty dumb, but I mean, the Lakers are doing the same thing, though. Not only did they give away most of their, not give away, not only did they trade most of their team for Anthony Davis, but then the, just the other day, they uh, gave away pretty much the rest of their they players. The rest of the team to Washington. Yeah, yeah, just to uh, just make space make- so they can basically have a few big pieces and that's it, so... Yeah. But still, right now, as I mentioned, there's only X number and they've got to, they're going to have to fill some guys that are going to play for, you know, because they're going to, what these guys are going to go for is a chance at a ring, you know? Um, and I can see why I suppose, uh, no, I can't, I, I can't say that that would be lying in regard to, I cannot see why LeBron James would want to put up with an idiot like J.R. Smith again. I don't quite understand that one. Um, I just, what is, if you're an NBA player and you're in the NBA finals, it's, if, if it's at the preseason game, that's one thing. Okay. Who cares? There's eight people there. Your wife didn't even bother to show up. Your girlfriend didn't even show up. Your girlfriend probably showed up, but you know what I mean. Um, no one's there. Who cares? But in game one of the NBA Finals, you don't know how much time's on the clock. And you have a chance, as improbable as you thought it was at the beginning of the series, much less the beginning of the game, you have a chance to steal a game on the other team's home court. Have you found out how much uh, 400,000 pesos oh, is Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Yes, it is $20,800. <laughs> Hey man, twenty grand in cash 
if you're some in the Dominican Republic, you're gonna live a while on that. Twenty grand American. If you're some dude on the streets, assuming in the Dominican Republic. Well, first of all, he's an idiot because, I mean, he did it for four hundred thousand pesos, if that's the right number. But here's a guy that shot the wrong guy, and usually you'd think somebody put out a target on David Ortiz. You don't know many people in the world that are taking tar- uh, taking uh, uh, hits out on guys named Sixto David Fernandez. Sounds like a second baseman for the Toledo Mudhens is what it sounds like. <laughs> We've got a run on this 360th episode of Unscripted. As always, we thank you and appreciate you continuing to uh, listen to us and hope that you continue to do that. We hope to have some exciting news uh, sometime in this, I guess it would be the third quarter of 2019, but until things get finalized, I'll keep my mouth shut, but I'll throw a little teaser out there. Good things are coming uh, for Unscripted, and just keep that in the back of your mind and just keep it amongst yourselves. Um, We thank everybody and hope again that you continue to listen to us, uh, send us messages, whatever you want to do. We truly do appreciate it. Um, Still want to say hi and thank you to my friends in Spain. (laughs) <laughs> Just surprises me how many downloads we've been getting from Spain. Thank you very much. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.